Everything in a 12-step program is a suggestion, but some things are more highly suggested than others. You know, um, it's suggested you don't smoke a cigarette while you're filling your gas can, right? That's a suggestion, <laughs> but you probably oughtn't do it. So walking the 12 steps with a sponsor is a suggestion, but it's a, it's a, suggest, a suggestion that one really needs to take seriously because our own best thinking got us to the point where we found ourselves in a recovery program anyway. It's probably better to have somebody who's walked the path before us, right? Mm-hmm. Just like in the spiritual life and the, as a Christian, right? We're not doing this. It's just not me and Jesus. It's me and Jesus in the company of, of the church and the company of other disciples of Jesus. There's no yeah. thing as a, as a Christian in isolation. Welcome back to Deep in Christ. I'm your host, John Mark Grodi, here at the Coming Home Network International, sharing with you another conversation about this, our daily walk with Jesus Christ, going deeper in that relationship that he has gifted to us, and we are so blessed to be the recipients of. I'm joined by my good friend and mentor and colleague, Brother Rex Anthony Norris. Brother, how are you doing today? Good. How are you, sir? I'm doing very good. Good. uh, I was just telling you. Go ahead. It's cold up here in Maine today. I don't know about down there, but... It's been rainy, but it warmed up a bit, and so the sun's coming out. I, I hope nice. it stays that way, because i, I got to mow my grass, you know, at nice. least once more before the winter time. <laughs> before uh, you actually yeah. have to hay it. <clears throat> that's right. That's right. My my grass has become unmanageable, and I'm just admitting my powerlessness <laughs> to the weather. It's just, so it is what it is. I'm excited, brother, to continue our conversation today. We've been studying the spirituality of the 12 steps. We've progressed a long way. It's been a great journey so far. And we come to steps eight and nine today, which are exciting steps. Like again, they're 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 practical in a different way than some of the steps up to this point have been very practical and powerful and challenging. So I'm excited to, d- to dive into them with you today. Would you like to uh, tell us step eight and kick us off in that discussion, brother? Sure. Step eight is we made a list of all people we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. That's a fairly tall order, huh? All the people mm-hmm. we have harmed in our whole life that we can remember. Right. Yeah. Uh, and become willing to make amends to them all. <clears throat> but before we before we launch into that, I wanted to just give a brief one paragraph, uh, sort of a synopsis of where we've been, that I found uh, as I've been reading through this book called uh, The Twelve Steps for Christians, uh, based on biblical teachings. And this comes out of Step 9, which we'll be talking about later. Uh, Here's the paragraph. Since we began our journey, I was talking about of the 12 steps, we have come a long way toward developing a new lifestyle. We have seen how the powerlessness and unmanageability of our lives caused havoc. Our commitment to face our character flaws, to admit them to others, and finally to ask God for their removal has been a humbling experience. In steps 8 and 9, we proceed with the final stage of cooperating with God in rebuilding our character, end quote. The thing that jumped out to me, John Mark, was that this is, uh, as with all spiritual paths, this is a, this is a journey hmm? yeah. that we're walking with our Lord Jesus Christ as Catholic Christians. And uh, following these steps, uh, we become uh, more and more uh, uh, 
better disciples of the Lord Jesus. You know, as you said at the beginning, this is a tall order. And if you haven't been, if you if you were to read this uh, this step out of the blue, out of context of the whole 12 steps, yeah, it would seem a really tall order. I mean, gosh, it, one thinks of our Lord's words that for, for man, this is impossible. But with God, mm-hmm. nothing is impossible. Um, if you if if you the listener or the viewer haven't been following along, I encourage you to to go back and and you know watch our previous videos or or look up a, a summary of these because the key point I want to make here is that these steps would have looked extremely different before the first seven steps. You know, in my old way of living, in my old way of seeing the world, my old way of relating to my own strength or powerlessness, my own way of just seeing the world, would have, this would have looked very different. In fact, this maybe would have been a cause for only greater despair mm-hmm. if I would have read this step, right? But in the context of this process, this journey of, uh, again, as you, the phrase you used, attending to this uh, presenting issue at the beginning of the 12 steps, turning my life over to God, admitting my powerlessness, um, you know, make, making the list, preparing to be uh open to God's removing the defects, asking for that, all that process, you know, step by step, that's given us a different way of seeing the world. Uh, and I think, again, if you've been following along with this, even if, as I have, you haven't necessarily, you're, you're a bit behind on the steps, um, even just studying them and thinking through them and working at them in small ways to begin with, I think you can begin to see the world differently and the step differently. You know, I'm I'm now ready to go back and think through the people in my life, and I'm open to a, a bigger reality that the Lord want, can show me here about what I've done, the ways that I can return and make amends. Um, I can be the Lord's hand of of healing uh, and amendment in other people's lives. And so I, that's just the first point I just wanted to make there, which is that the, it makes a difference that this is in the context of the 12 steps, that this is in the context of the gospel, of the whole process, the whole journey of the Christian life, that yes, we don't have the power for this tall order, but but leaning into Christ, leaning in humility on his power, we can see this very differently. And I think the, the importance of making the list can't be overstated because I make the list and it's not only is it a name of you know, mom or dad or my sister or my brother or the, the person that I work with. It's it's uh, listing the, the relationship that I have with that individual and also what, what it is that I've done that I need to make apology and amends for. And, and what did that bring up for me and when I did that and what might it have, how, how might it have harmed the other person and how might it have harmed uh, me? So it's important not to simply think about it, but actually to write it down so that I have it there yeah. and I can take a look at it. Right? See, these, this is really concrete now because I've written it down and I can look at it. And I can't not yeah. know because I've written it down and I can see it now. One of the resources I was actually listening to on, on these steps, eight and nine, was talking about how um, I think the original 12-step program had some suggested language, you know, for, for initiating that conversation. And I can't quote it. Maybe you can. But the, the point was that this person was making was that it was actually giving us uh, some of the essential components of any good apology, which most of us are really bad at doing in any case. You know, and, and part of it was precisely, as you said there, um, 
writing it down actually forces us to be very specific, to kind of winnow away the excuses that we might make or the ways we kind of might be mealy-mouthed about what we actually, but actually to be able to just state it in plain language, mm -hmm. this is what I am sorry for doing. Mm -hmm. not, not this is what I'm sorry for making you feel. This mm -hmm. is what I mm -hmm. did and I'm sorry for that. Mm -hmm. And so and you know, writing that down forces us to be concrete. That's right. And I was looking at, I don't even remember where I saw it now. It might have been in the book that I just referenced, but it may have been some other place that they were giving some examples of how to make this list. And as it was suggest, it was suggesting that you think about it this way. The things that I've done, it almost sounded like uh, a confession. Hmm. You know, when I walk into the confessional and I say, these are the things that I've done. Now that so I think about it, that may have dropped, jumped over into step nine, but still mm -hmm. on that list, I've, I've actually written down what it is I've what it is I've done because this is about me. To use a, a phrase that may or may not make sense to some people, it's about me cleaning up my side of the street, mm. right? It's about me taking responsibility for the mess on my side of the street, and one of the messes is how I've harmed you, and so I can be real. And again. It's rooted in a belief. If, if, I'm, I'm, if I'm struggling with that, I can go back, take a look. Do I really need to take a good look at, at uh, my understanding of God again? Mm -hmm. Do I, who is this God I, I claim to believe in that I'm afraid to write this stuff down to have a good look at it? Um, right. uh, uh, yeah, I just had a brain cramp. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could, I could actually imagine somebody that they're – they're almost their presenting issue or their their prompting to even embark on a 12-step program could actually be an inability to forgive in their lives. And because because again, what this is kind of highlighting is that, well, that can yeah, that can be really hard. But it may be that there's some soul work that we have to do yes. before we can really be the sort of person who could begin that process. And so again, that that could be the the uh, the prompting for someone to to go through this kind of exercise. Yes, and the interesting thing about this, the the various things that I read about this, the eighth step was, mm -hmm. now we're talking about, here's the interesting thing. We're, I'm talking about my my stuff, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Became willing to make amends for the harms I've caused. And yet, again and again, these guides, if you want to call them that, these book, chapters in the book are talking about forgiveness. Well, now, wait a minute. How does that work, right? I'm supposed to be talking about the list of people I had harmed and become willing to make amends. And then they're talking about forgiveness. Well, I think what they're trying to get at is that one of the points of writing that stuff down and, and seeing um, uh, uh, the things that I've done is realizing some of the stuff that I did was because I'm angry with you about something and I haven't forgiven you yet. And so I need to take a good look of what, what it is that you did that I need to forgive you for as I'm making amends in the next step for uh, the things that I did based on that. It's kind of an odd, I mean, it struck me as interesting anyway. I don't know about you, but yeah. right? we're talking about my making making a list of people I've harmed and then talking about forgive forgiveness. So yeah. what do you no, think of when you, that, when you think of that? Well, that makes total sense because again, with the, the image I have uh, in my mind that, or the, that came to my mind as you're saying that is that it's almost like part of the strategy of the 12 steps is, is leading us through this, this maybe this maze of locked doors that we can only kind of unlock in a certain order, you know, and this is true. This is true. We know this is true in the spiritual life that there are, there are, there are both ends in the spiritual life that aren't about balance. They're about order. We are called as Christians to strive 
to act, to, to run the race, to seek holiness, to do all this active stuff. And we're also called to pray. Those things are not, however, to be kept in balance. It's not about balance. One is very clearly fa- the foundation on which the other has to be built. And you can't get those out of order. And you can't even try to balance them because it's not going to work. That has to come first, the prayer and contemplation, the being in relationship with God first. And it's out of that relationship that then we can act as Christians. And so too here, it's like, well, okay, you, yes, you want you recognize the demand to forgive. Well, to unlock that that uh, that place in your heart, you actually have to forgive first, you know, or otherwise mm. you're you're not going to be able to access that place. You kind of have to go through that door first. Yeah. So I have to forgive you. It's almost as if if I what I hear you say is it's I I have to forgive in order that I am able to make an amends for. Let's just say I called you a nasty name or whatever, right? Or I in a right. in a group of people. Uh, well, I did that because I was angry with you. Okay, mm-hmm. and now unless I can forgive you f- for being angry at you, my uh, my amends uh, doesn't come from a real a real inter- a real a real place because I'm actually still angry at you. Right. Um, right. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, well, I think there's there's lots of connections there. Yeah, I mean, like. Why? Why am I asking for forgiveness? Am I asking for forgiveness, and am I trying to make amends just to make myself feel better? Because that could be a way that this this stage of the twelve steps could be derailed. It's simply a, a matter of trying to like feel good, rather than no, I'm trying to do something definite. And again, if I'm harboring, if I'm trying to, on the one hand, make amends while also harboring unforgiveness, huh. well, yeah. this is just for show. This is just yes. a. a, a a masturbatory exercise of trying to feel good, you know, have good feelings by yes. by doing this thing. I have to ensure that no, I'm really doing this. I'm willing the good of this person. I've really made. I've really made. I've really hurt them. I'm really trying to to make some small amends in that regard, and to be to forgive first ensures that I am really open to being able to do that. Yes. So no matter what they may or may, no matter what they did, I need to forgive so that I can, in fact, make the amends that's necessary. Right, and it doesn't. Help. It never means for excusing mm-hmm. sin or calling sin not sin, or or you know, uh, removing blame where blame is due. But that still, like, it no longer has to hurt me and uh, twist my ability to 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 love and to will the best for another person. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to. I can heal that part of it that's mine, and that's being being forgiving another person. I think the other thing that I wanted to bring up again, and we may we may have spoke to s- spoke of this before, is that these mm-hmm. steps are not one and done, right? The steps right. are we get to the the end of the twelfth step, and then we can begin this the first step again, right? And just keep working through these. So, uh, in some of the twelve step literature, it says uh, we don't claim spiritual perfection; we claim spiritual progress, mm-hmm. right? And so there may be people on the list of my eighth step list that I need to make amends to. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> there, there are people on my list to whom I need to make amends. If I go back through the steps again, there's a good chance that I'll find some other people. I just wasn't aware of the, the depth of my injury to other people. I, I didn't see it because right. I just didn't have the grace that comes uh, from uh, a close rela- relationship with the Lord that I couldn't see it for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, in some sense, the, the 12 steps, um, they're sort of like concentric circles and circles within circles 
going on here because like the, the whole arc of the 12 steps, it begins with the presenting issue and being open to reality perhaps for the first time. Like I'm I'm really open to the reality. Oh, I'm powerless. This is unmanageable. I'm finally admitting that. We're admitting the truth. We're admitting the light. We're allowing it in. And then again, a few steps ago, it was I'm we were we were entirely ready. So there's this pre- preparation, this, this really trying to be open to whatever that that reality indicates about what I should do. So there's there's being open to reality, there's the action that that indicates, and then there's the being ready, being fully ready to take whatever that action is. Well, so too here we have like a revisiting of that, but in this specific area of other people. Mm-hmm. A few steps ago, it was sort of like in relation to God, like the, the defects and being healed of the defects. Now it's turning to other people. And it's sort of like going through this, the steps again, like the, the, the starting place, the making the list is saying, okay, with this new vision, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be open and allow God, the Holy Spirit, even my mm-hmm. own consciousness to, to present those, those things that even from the, the distant past are weighing on my conscience, those, those things that I have done to other people for which I need to make amends. And then I need to be, I need to, process that a little bit and be entirely ready to actually make those amends, mm-hmm. uh, become willing to make amends to them all. And again, we're not, we're going to talk about eight and nine here. So I'll go ahead and read nine just so we have them both on the table. Number nine is made, we made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. And so again, that, that, that third piece of this is precisely once we've been open to the reality of those wounds that we've caused we were entirely ready. We're willing to make them, and then we actually then carry it out. You know? And doesn't that take a great? It certainly takes a great deal of humility for me to be. And it's kind of scary, right, to yeah. go to somebody and say, "I was I was wrong, and I'm sorry that I did that." Right? Yeah. And and that's no excuses, no you know no justifications. Just I'm sorry I did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the other person may or may not accept that apology and. That's that's yeah. that's where they are on their journey. I don't make my amends or my apology. An apology, I, I think one way of thinking about it is an apology is something that I say with my lips, and amends is something that I actually do. Mm-hmm. Um, so my apology uh, 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 isn't contingent upon your acceptance of it, because you're where you're at, right? Mm-hmm. I just need to I need to own my stuff. And say, I'm sorry for having done that. In fact, I have made amends before when a person said, Oh, that's okay. And it's, it's easy to, it's easy for me. It was easy for me to go to a place where, well, okay, good enough. Let's call good. <clears throat> Until I got to the point where I said, I, I understand that this doesn't bother you. It didn't bother you, but it has bothered me. And for that reason, I'm saying I'm sorry. Hmm. Right. Yeah. And that, that's, I mean, it can be scary because you don't know what's coming. They might, they might, right? Yell at you. Hmm. Whatever. They might not accept the apology. Get out of me, get out of my office. I never want to see you again. Right. They might. Mm-hmm. Am I willing to take that chance to live a God honoring, Christ centered life? Can you talk for a moment about? Again, you've talked to a lot of people about this over the years and in different aspects of your ministry. Can you talk a little bit about a couple of the practical? aspects here, like the actual um, initiating of that conversation, and then what do amends look like? How do you how do you actually formulate that into a plan of action with somebody? What do you think? 
Well, I suppose one could do it on the fly if, if they wanted to, you know, run into a person at the coffee counter or whatever. I think it's mm-hmm. more important to reach out to the individual just to so that we can give it some sort of uh, some time, whatever time mm-hmm. it might take, uh, especially if, we, if we've caused a great deal of harm. And th- we, we're fairly confident that the individual may not respond well. Again, mm-hmm. that's up to them. But uh, I, I can do it in a place and in a manner uh, where it causes the least amount of disruption to the sort of the world around us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, doing it, I think, in person is best, though it may not be practical. There may be somebody on the other side of the country or the world, and you may need to do it this way, Zoom or or make a phone call. Um, and again, I think the you know the important thing. There are some guides out there that tell you, you know. This is what you can say. You can formulate your your amends or your apology around this, uh, or you can simply, you know, pray, pray, yeah, and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, right? Um, mm-hmm. And make it real clear. Uh, what you can even tell them, probably tell them what you're doing, why you're doing this, right? I found my way into recovery, or I'm working this twelve step program, and one of the things I need to do in order to continue my journey uh, is. Um, Make amends for harms that I've done in the past, right. um, and then there are you know there's that there's that saying that says except you know in step nine making amends except when to do so would injure them or others, and that primarily I think at least in many circles is talking about maybe uh, sins of infidelity you know I, I, if I've stolen from money from the from the from the church coffer, you know, I don't know. I mean, I do need to make amends for that. Um, mm. But I don't know. I don't. Would it injure? Would the damage be more than 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 the amends that I'm trying to make? I guess is what I'm trying to say here. Um, yeah, that's probably an area where it's probably good to have, you know, a good trusted spiritual advisor, somebody to kind of talk these through and help us make sure that what we're the plan of action is a prudent one. Yes, and in fact, again, in the 12 steps, I mean, a sponsor, an individual who's walking with you through these steps, somebody who has done them himself, uh, mm-hmm. is, uh, is, is, it's a given. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not even, it's not even a, well, everything in a 12-step program is a suggestion, but some things are more highly suggested than others, you know. Um, it's suggested you don't smoke a cigarette while you're filling your gas can, right? It's a suggestion, <laughs> but you probably oughtn't do it. So, Walking the twelve steps with a sponsor is a suggestion, but it's a, it's a, suggest, a suggestion that one really needs to take seriously, because our own best thinking got us to the point where we found ourselves in a recovery program. Anyway, it's probably yeah. better to have somebody who's walked the path before us, right? Mm-hmm. Just like in the spiritual life, and as a Christian, right? We're not doing this. It's just not me and Jesus. It's me and Jesus in the company of of the church and the company of other disciples of Jesus. There's no yeah. thing as a as a, a Christian in isolation. There may be Christians who live by themselves, right, hermits or whatever, but they're not in isolation. They're part of a wider community to which they need to, uh, with with whom they need to associate with. Hmm. So, I wanted to to share some examples I was just thinking about uh, from from my home life, my family life uh, that connect to both of these steps and, and sort of the three steps contained within these two steps of of you know making a taking inventory of people and and wounds you know or 
things done and then getting ready and then actually making amends. You know, one thing that, that came to mind was, you know, earlier, for instance, you were talking about uh, the practicality of, well, you, you might pe- meet people on the fly and then, you know, you do it then or, or more often, more likely you're going to make a plan and contact a person and, you know, and have that conversation. Here's what occurred to me. We know how powerful and necessary um, apologizing and reconciling with a brother or sister in Christ is, okay? But it's amazing how we so often, I, I certainly, and maybe this is more relevant to me, who uh, I feel like I constantly have things I need to apologize for because family life is just messy and I'm with people all the time and it's loud and it's noisy and it's messy. Um, I rely just on happenstance uh, for my my reconciliation, if that makes sense. Like in the moment when it makes sense, I apologize. But if the if the moment's passed, well, it's oh, I mean, there's already ten things have happened mm-hmm. since there, and so then I forget about it and I go on with my life. And so we we leave our we leave those important aspects of our relationships just up to chance, up to the weather. Like if if it happens to work out that this person brings this thing up again, yes, I'll apologize for it. But I guess you know, maybe I'll never will. Rather than there being a, a a place in our life, a context within our life where we stand back. And we don't just look back and, oh, I mean, it stinks that I got mad and snapped at somebody today. But I actually make that and I and I go back and make it right. You know, I don't just hope and wait around. Maybe they'll bring it back up and say that they're <laughs> upset and I'll apologize to them. No, no, no. I, I need to take ownership of that. Yes. And uh, I mean, just an example. We I don't remember. Oh, we picked this up from a Catholic family in the area who has uh, Greg Schlater has uh, massimpact.com. Uh, he's got some great resources there for families. And he's got this this structured document for having this great family discussion in prayer time. And one of the pieces of that that we adopted into our family liturgy, if you will, was, well, at night when we say our night prayer, at one point we, we pause and I just say, okay, time for apologies. And we just take that moment to consider and then just to apologize for anything that we can think of and it's so cute. I mean, the little kids get in. In mm-hmm. fact, the little kids are always the first ones. Like they always, they, they love it. Oh yeah, mommy, I'm sorry that I, you know, dumped the, the poop water on the floor and, and was trying to <laughs> plunge the toilet. Like there's always something that they volunteer there. But the point is we've created this regular context within yes. which we consider, okay, there are all kinds of things today that happened. And in the moment I was not able to reconcile, well now in some small way I can do so. Yes. That's beautiful. And I hope you re- you bring that back. Make yourself a note because I'll probably forget, but bring that back up at the 10th step because I think that's a, yes. that's a great uh, idea for the, the 10th step. The other thing was um, about along those lines is the, the examination of conscience, you know, that mm-hmm. taught by St. Ignatius of Loyola in the evening when we sit down and do the examine of where was I close to God? Where did I experience God? Where did I not experience God today? When was the consolation? When was I, when was there some desolation? That can give me an opportunity to look back over my day and say, ah, oh, here, here we are. You know, it can be scary just to you know that. I mean, I, I have made, I, I have some amends to make right now hmm. and I'm being bullheaded. Right now, it's, you know, when I say that out loud, I think, well, boy, you're spending an awful lot of energy being bullheaded. I mean, where is that getting me? It's not getting me anywhere. You know, it's like once you say it out loud, you think, well, that's, you know, that's kind of stupid, you know. So I, I just need to take a look at that and realize that there are some amends I need to make that they're not, it's not doing me any good to hold on to this resentment, you know, and, uh, uh, and I need to, I just need to deal with it. And I can't, 
Again, you know, you work the 12 steps, you realize there are just things you can't, you can't not do because you recognize it. Um, so it's becoming willing to make those amends, become willing. Some, and there are some amends that sometimes people just aren't willing. Well, I guess that's not going to make the list, is it? Yeah. Your choice is your wrong. list. Yeah. All right, it's your list. You're not going to put that. Okay, fair enough. Uh, you, you may suffer in some way for that, but it's your, it's your journey. You know, you can be as miserable as you want to be. Uh, and uh anyway and then to make those direct amends and it's actually i have made direct amends in in the past and it's actually a very freeing experience Hmm. especially if the other person acknowledges and accepts that amends sometimes they don't Hmm. but in the on those occasions when they when they say uh especially if there's another person that's working at 12 steps and they understand exactly what you're trying to do and you say, John Mark, I was, I'm sorry that I was so curt with you this morning. And John Mark looks at me and says, I accept your apology. You didn't say I didn't do it. You didn't say it's okay. You said, I accept your apology. See, And that's such a freeing thing to hear that from another human being. It's like, in some ways, it's like, you know, when you hear those words of absolution in the confessional. It's mm-hmm. like, wow. Wow, this is the real thing. I'm just fascinated here. The, the broad theme that's coming to my mind is just the many ways in which we are, um, or we fail to be proactive in certain areas of our life. And sometimes it's funny, like the the less important, in some sense, areas of our life, we tend to be more proactive. And in the most, the more and most important areas of our life, we tend to just wait around and hope that something good will happen. And that's so true with our relationships. And with this aspect of being in relationship, which is, again, making reconciliation with someone when there's been harm in that relationship, it's such an important thing. There's a few things more important in our lives than those relationships. And then the, the, the work that has to be done to maintain them when they've been hurt. And yet that's an aspect of our life that most of us, if not all of us, certainly it's the case with me. I just leave that on autopilot. Yeah, if the Lord presents me with a really great <clears throat> opportunity to say sorry, I'll do so. But otherwise, I'm not. I'm not going to bring that back up. I'm going to have <laughs> that hard conversation. But we know, as you said, like I've never been proactive in that area without it being awesome. It doesn't always mean it's easy, but it is always healing. And so, why don't since we have such a uh, such a, 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 a such a supply of defects, such a supply mm-hmm. of wounds we've caused of of sins we've committed, why don't we take those opportunities for grace to go make amends, to apologize to people, mm-hmm. not just wait around and hope that something good happens? It, you know, there's just so many aspects of our relationships where that's, and other aspects of our lives too, where that um, that waiting around for things to happen versus making them happen. You know, at the beginning of the study, we talked about, you know, that there's a certain grace in, in hitting rock bottom and being forced out into the open, forced you know, to sort of uh, admit your powerlessness. But like, we don't have to wait around for that. Mm. We can begin Mm. now and we can Mm. make that a habit of life that if I recognize in my examination of conscience that I've caused a harm or that there's something I'm avoiding, there's something I've left undone, there's something I'm afraid of, why not begin now to make a plan to go out and face it? Mm. It's beautiful. Well said. Yeah, I've heard people say um, they're grateful recovering alcoholics. You know, because had it not been for that uh, alcoholism, they would have never gotten arrested and then ended up in jail 
and then found a couple of uh, an AA meeting to go to in, an, in the jail. And that started the, their uh, their life was on a different tra- trajectory until they got arrested yeah. for alcoholism and ended up in jail. And now their yeah. life is on a much better trajectory. Right. Right. Uh, so that's what I think people you know people say that they're grateful for their uh, for their addiction or what have you. It's like sounds kind of odd, but then when you hear them out, you realize it's yeah. because they're living a life second to none now, and it's right. because that initial brokenness, that initial awareness, acceptance, admission of their brokenness that turned things around for them. Yeah. We talked a lot about humility in the last episode. I think one of the places we got with that was just this recognition that, um, you know, pr- pride and humility is these two broad ways that we can respond to pretty much everything that happens in our lives. And, and particularly when we're thinking about our active life, like what we're actually thinking and deciding and doing or failing to do um, in one frame of mind and heart both our our successes those those good days those good actions as well as can be if we let them can be occasions for pride occasions of sin if we if we tr- if we don't we're not grateful for them then we turn them around and make them all about us just as if we allow them those moments of failure or weakness or sin to become moments of discouragement and greater gripping on the wheel and trying to do it all my own thing and leaning into my own efforts. That's one way we can respond to everything in life. But part of what this whole process helps us to see is that, well, humility is the other option in both those cases. When I have a good day and I'm able to muster up a kind word and a smile and I'm able to remain patient, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I mean, what a, what a thank you, Lord, for this this good day, this this good work that you've worked in me. Thank you. And when I have a bad day, when I do fail or I relapse or whatever it is, I can turn that around and turn that into a moment of greater humility so that for the rest of my life, if I'm intentional about it, nothing, or, no, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. Everything, every single thing, every day, every action, every every failure, every success can be an opportunity to go deeper into Christ, which is what this whole show is about here, right? That's beautiful. That's well said. I'm just thinking as you're saying that, John Murray, I think that's a great way to end this show. But yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we'll leave it there for this week. Steps eight and nine, yeah, yeah. But yeah, again, it's I think the humility is key. Mother Teresa, I can't I can't quote her exactly, but she said something about God likes nothingness. You know, if we give God our nothingness. God works through that nothingness and does beautiful things for him. That's a paraphrase. Mm-hmm. That's not an exact quote. But yeah. And so if I can offer God my nothingness, and uh, and God's like, okay, thank you. Now get out of the way because i got some work to do, right? I can work through your nothingness. I can't work through your everything because your everything is really nothing. <laughs> you must increase. I must decrease. Right, you know? right. This is all, again, I, I can't get over my fascination with how a powerful of a distillation of a practical distillation for really entering into the gospel and and seeking Christ and trying to receive what he wants to give us this is it's a great it's a great spirituality it's a great gift that the lord has given us through the, the founders of these programs so definitely some inspiration there so. amen well, we'll leave it there for this week. We So we talked about steps eight and nine today. We'll proceed next week on to step 10. 
and go from there. And uh, thank you, Brother Rex, for this discussion. And thank you, viewer or listener, dear viewer or listener, for following along with us. Hope you're enjoying this study. Uh, if you are, be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. Or uh, the other great way to follow along with the show is to go visit www.chnetwork.org and become a member of our online community. The Coming Home Network is a community of people who have come to embrace the Catholic Church, and it's a community of new converts to Catholicism, as well as people who are thinking about becoming Catholic or asking questions. We're all people who are even considering this only because we love the Lord and we want to go deeper into Christ every day. And even as we figure out those theological questions or we deal with the apologetics or we, we work on that stuff together as a community, day to day, the task remains the same, that we are to walk humbly with our God. And so that's what this show is about. And we're glad that you're along this journey with us. So thanks again for joining us for this discussion. We'll talk to you again next week. God bless you.